This is the Small Moves Podcast with your host, Jason Hertzberger, episode 51. 51. Isn't that over the hill? Is my show old now? You're listening to the Small Moves Podcast. Small steps for big progress. With your host, Jason Hertzberger. Your next step starts now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to the Small Moves Podcast, small steps for big progress. Let's prepare to ignite. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the episode of the show this week. Today is Friday. The topic area that we're going to be hitting today in the range of ones that I like to touch on on a relatively regular basis falls under the category of income. So this is a show where I'm going to be talking a little bit about a way that I've found to make a little extra money over the years. And this is a, this is one that I actually have had some personal experience with, and that is real estate investing. Not a massive, massive amount of experience, but more than some in that I've been managing a, a rental property or up to three rental properties at a time going back to roughly 2005. So I've had a little bit of experience with it and I just wanted to sort of share my thoughts and the lessons that I've learned and to tell you exactly toward the end of that, why exactly it is that I feel that I am not made to do real estate investing much longer and why I'm likely going to be getting out of it, but it is still a very good business for some. So I do want to go over what some of those experiences are and to sort of give you my thoughts on it. Now, the type of experience that I have is the very, very much stereotypical experience with regards to investing in real estate, and that is buying a house, doing a little bit of work in it, and renting the house out to generate uh, personal rental income from the property. That's the experience that I have, and that's the sole experience that I have in the world of real estate investing. So that's the main one that I'm going to be talking about for the balance of this show. Now, the one of the things that you have to keep in mind with rental properties is if you have people that are living in these houses – the condition of the house is something that is critically important to people that are renting from you. You need to have a plan for keeping the properties up to a relatively standardized, clean, organized, and fixed level. I know that sounds obvious, but if you start getting phone calls at incredibly inopportune times because little things here and there are breaking or leaking or not blowing properly or not turning on or turning off properly these things this income that you generate from this real estate which might not be a whole heck of a lot at the start of it depending on where your starting place is that's something that can get pretty tedious pretty quickly especially if you have a house that's not generating massive amounts of cash flow to the point where you can justify sort of the hourly rate that it takes to keep the property up so a lesson from that that I've learned and something that I need to keep in mind for myself in the future is the use of a property management company. Now, there's a lot of debate among people that do any sort of real estate investing about when, at what stage you should start 
bringing in outside help with regards to managing your real estate properties. And just because of the way that I am and the way that I tend to get annoyed by those calls and the way that I also tend to be, let's just say, a little too nice when a tenant is having a bad time of it and um, starts to slow pay on their rent, that's something that I have a seemingly inescapable need to sort of humor people in that area. Uh, maybe I just feel bad for people or whatever it is, but the long and short of it is I always end up on the losing end of that scenario. So I always end up taking a serious hit before people end up moving out of properties. Now, over the time that I've owned my real estate, there has been fairly significant equity increase. So at what, at whatever point it is that I decide to sell these houses, I should be in a fairly solid shape with regards to these units. But as for the monthly cash flow, combined with the fact that I'm way too nice and let people get away with not paying rent before moving out, um, I shouldn't be putting that out there because my tenants are probably listening to the show. But anyway, moving on now, um, the the critical the the critical thing really for that is if you're going to get into rental real estate and you're in any way like me, which is to say sympathetic, um, I it really behooves you to hire professional help from the start. Like I think that's something that would have been an incredibly big stress reliever for me over these years, and something that I think could have dramatically increased the cash flow the cash flow potential of the property that I've had the property or properties that I've had over the years so that's a, that's a lesson from just my own shortfalls I should say as a real estate investor some say the some say that level of patience and compassion might be beneficial in some areas of life but frankly in real estate investing it is an absolute killer. So you have to choose, you have to choose to not be that way in one particular area of your life, which I have found out is incredibly difficult to do, or you need to outsource those actions to people that you simply pay. In this case, a property manager in of some stripe. Um, sometimes real estate agents will act in this role for certain, certain clients of theirs. There's also dedicated property management companies that are out there that are full service. They can find you tenants. They can manage the property. They can do the repairs and just simply send you the bill. If you give them a power of attorney, they'll even make sure that the bill gets paid directly out of an account assigned to the property so that you basically don't even need to receive a phone call. You just get a check once a month in the mail from the, for the net income that your property is making, and you quite literally do nothing else. It's actually really impressive, but the different levels of service are going to come at different rates, so you just need to keep those costs in mind when you're purchasing and set, structuring the financing of real estate investments always factor in property management costs. So this is going to involve getting on the phone with a property management company, letting them either see the property or describing the property to them so that you can get an accurate price quote and factor in that you have the room for that from day one, whether you choose to use it or not. Because especially if you're just getting started with real estate investing, especially rental real estate investing, 
it's a surreal experience if you've never been in that financial position before. So it's going to take some getting used to, and you don't want to learn on the fly when you have basically just invested all of your savings into your first rental property. You're running a thin margin to begin with, and then six months in, you realize that you just absolutely suck at it or you hate doing it, and then you need to go get help. Otherwise, you're just going to let things go but the cash flow is just not there and you're screwed and you end up just getting screwed because you don't have the cash flow available to pay for a property manager when that's just as simple as a phone call away at the early stages of purchasing a property so that's something that you always want to make sure that you have built into your rent um, as something that you can get paid for from day one whether you're a good landlord or a let's just say too nice landlord you want to make sure that you have the ability to acquire those services at any time should their need arise another reason why i think that this is so important to consider is that if you remember about five weeks ago when i put out the last um, income related uh, podcast episode the topic that for that show was finding a side hustle defining side hustle and then trying to find one that fits the punchline of that entire episode was to, as you're searching through potential options of things that you can do on the side to make money, pursue each of them as if it could potentially be your dream job. Um, envision yourself doing this thing, whatever this thing is that you're going to be dabbling into. Imagine yourself doing it full time. Could you do it? Would you enjoy it? Could you live with yourself doing it? Now, I caution that I want to make sure the reason I've been bringing up the stuff that I've been bringing up, especially for the in the context of real estate, is that I want you to consider this option if you're looking at possibly investing in real estate, which is something, again, I've got mild experience with. Not I'm not a professional investor by any stretch of the imagination, but just based on the roughly 13 years that I've had rental real estate. I've learned exactly what I don't like about this side of the business, and I've realized that this isn't something that I would be particularly happy doing full-time for the rest of my life should the opportunity present itself. So that's why I've decided that any future real estate-related investments are going to be very small, if anything, um, and considering, really, with the, with the lifestyle that our family is looking to adopt, which, by the way, speaking of which, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that me and my family are going to be moving full-time into an RV for the purposes of future travel. So a little side announcement there. This episode that you're listening to right now, I am actually recording in our RV. It's the very first episode that I've recorded in the new space, so I'm super excited about that. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. The, so residential real estate or real estate investing as I have experienced it, now I might be wrong, there might be other ways to do it that would make me perfectly happy, but based on the experience that I've had so far, and especially considering it in the context of the lifestyle that my family and I are planning on taking on, I don't see how owning and managing residential real estate is going to be something that can end up sticking for our future. Now, that's us. For you, if you're listening to this, it might be something that's incredibly fitting. 
the the with the types of real estate financing that's out there if you have even a couple you know several thousand dollars to throw into it you can generally speaking get involved in residential real estate in some way shape or form there are many ways to do it i have acquired a property and then rented it out that's been my experience there's also the buy and fix up and flip which is something that's been talked about in a couple of our episodes with some of the real estate investors that i've interviewed on this show jacob Ayers, Elizabeth Faircloth, and a few others. But there's a lot of ways to get into it, and you need to try and figure out what it is that could potentially make you happy. If you can't envision yourself having a hard conversation with, you know, a single mom who hasn't paid you rent in three months and you're telling them to get out of the house, if that's not something that you can stomach, then the real estate gig, quite frankly, just might not be for you because that is a conversation that you will inevitably have at some point in your re- in owning residential real estate for rent. Eventually, you're going to run into a situation like that, maybe more often than not, hopefully not, but that is a scenario that you will run into, and it is very sad, and it is something that is very hard to stomach if you have in any way level of any way shape or form compassion in your heart uh which is a wonderful benefit as a human being an absolutely terrible one if you're a residential real estate owner because it doesn't often benefit you over time at least that's been my experience so With that, I think I'm just going to sort of leave leave the real estate point on its side. But one thing that I did want to circle back to, at least on my end, but one of the things I wanted to circle back to is a couple of the other ways that you can get involved in real estate investing in one way, shape, or form. There is obviously the fix and flip that I mentioned. There's the buy and rent that I've told you that I've had experience with. One interesting one that could be a neat spinoff from this conversation is property management. If you are handy around a house and you you don't mind having hard conversations with people sometimes, you could potentially get become a property manager yourself and hire out your services to people like me, someone that owns residential real estate, but doesn't own a giant apartment complex, so doesn't really have their own full-time repair crews that work for them and an ability to manage their property. They end up having to hire out for every single little thing that comes up or to take an enormous t- amount of personal time away to do repairs when things come up. It just becomes incredibly frustrating and then ends up turning off potential investors from getting involved in real estate in the first place just because they don't want to be the one that gets stuck fixing a toilet because they don't have a repair guy that's reliable. You could be that person on call for investors like me, and that's something that is actually not that hard to get into. And if you can grow it at scale and you're charging you know, 10 to 15% of monthly rent, if you've got three properties that are renting for a cumulative total of $3,000, which is not at all a difficult portfolio to manage, assuming you've got relatively decent tenants. If you're charging 15% on those that monthly rent, you're generating $450 a month in income to yourself by managing someone else's property who's taking all, effectively taking all of the risk. 
that's something that I think could be a very interesting option for a lot of people. So I'd like to sort of stay focused on that and get you to sort of think about it. Are, are like, how are you at using Craigslist and using Facebook to potentially find tenants on behalf of your property owners, the clients that you have, if you're a personal, if you're a property management person, how good, how good are you at having difficult conversations with people? How good are you at screening people and possibly working with outside services to help you screen people that could be potential tenants? Do you have a lot of friends who are real estate agents? Think about your network of friends. Like, do you have people that could potentially give you opportunities to manage property that's not necessarily yours, but you can provide your time and your customer service skills and use that to make the real estate the real estate investor's life a lot easier and in a lot of cases making the life of tenants a lot easier because though people do sometimes like to complain about their property management companies a lot of times it's a lot worse when a property owner and a tenant are having direct contact in a lot of cases just because it's more inconvenient. They're not trained in that world. Whereas with a lot of property management companies or property management individuals, they have a lot of experience with direct contact with tenants. So the conversations are easier when phone calls are coming in. Property management companies know how to solve and fix problems quickly because that's what they do for a living. And that usually the faster the response that usually makes, keeps the tenants happy, which keeps them in the properties longer, which drives down the overall cost of owning the investment real estate, which makes you as the investor happier. So there's a lot, there's a lot of positives to it, but it's something that you just need to keep in mind that there are a lot of ways to get into this game. Some of them cost you money. Some of them you can sort of, for lack of a better term, mooch off of other people that have already done the investing in the case of property management. And I think it is a wonderful way to generate income. I could never do it because, again, I'm too nice or, you know, irresponsible. Time will tell which one of those it is. But I'll like to leave you with that and hope you have an absolutely wonderful weekend. Happy Easter to everybody that hears this before Easter anyway. And I will talk to you all next time around. You've got this.